This is an ABC podcast. Hi and welcome to You Little Ripper. I'm Kurt Firmley, former Paralympian, and on today's show, we've seen the friendship between Paralympic champions Rowan Crothers and Ben Popham, but what could possibly be tearing them apart? And I'm Georgie Tunney, ABC sports reporter and emotional wreck after (laughs) what we saw on the first day of action at the Paralympics 2020. We are broadcasting from Wurundjeri country. Welcome to another episode of You Little Ripper. And just quickly, have you seen our Auslan translation yet of this podcast? Because it's super cool and you should check it out. So make sure you jump on YouTube, search for You Little Ripper and you can watch there. Uh, I know that you want to and make sure that you are checking out our transcripts too. We're trying to make this podcast as accessible as possible because it is for everyone and the performances that we saw yesterday from the mob were for everyone and Kurt thank goodness because I have been smiling I have been crying I have been screaming you little ripper which was the whole point of this podcast how are you doing oh what an amazing first day six oh. gold medals it started off perfect it, we, we got the first two gold medals available at a Paralympic Games. 100% strike rate. <laughs> and and finished the day with the last gold medal that was available. <laughs> and uh, look, six in one day, leading the tally. What a, and, and the genuine responses from our guys. Mm. There were so many tears mm-hmm. from them. There mm-hmm. were so many hugs yes. from them. Yes. It was... It was both emotional but just so exciting to see a new chapter being written in the Paralympic movement and they're just such wonderful people. Um, But let's get to the You Little Ripper moment. Georgie, what was yours? Mine is twofold, but it involves the same athlete. So my You Little Ripper moment, because honestly this was the part of yesterday that I was screaming on the couch, was in that final lap of the 400 freestyle S9 classification. Lakeisha Patterson, lucky Patterson, she was in this ultimate duel in the final 15 metres, held on last gasp victory to win gold, another gold for her. But why it is my You Little Ripper moment, as though that achievement in itself isn't enough, is because it was her mum's birthday. It was her mum Sharon's birthday and she said it's really hard to be away from my mum at the moment and I know there's so many people around the country and around the world who can feel ex- know exactly what that is like, but she hopes that the gold medal makes up for it. It was so beautiful as oh, well. God. I was so emotional. It was Sharon and I was like, I want to give you a hug, Mum. Yes. And, and you lucky. Uh, my little, my you little ripper moment, uh, Ben Popham, the way that he swam that last 50 metres, unbelievable. Uh, Rowan Crothers, when he got on that rope to celebrate arms in the air, just triumphant. Uh, they were both amazing. But after Ben got his gold medal, when Rowan come back out yes. and gave him this massive hug yes. and you could see how much they appreciated each other and <laughs> you, you could hear in the background where Rowan's kind of going, I love you, brother. And I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> so to clarify, because this is important for all of our listeners here, because this is the definition of the You Little Ripper moment, right? Because Ben Popham, Rowan Crothers, they both won golds, but it wasn't their goals that was your little ripper moment. My, it was the emotion. It was the shared experience. Yes. I'm, you know what I found out? I've been to five games, right? Been yeah. to five Paralympics. Mm-hmm. Show off, yes. Oh, I'm now a fan. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. I do. 
How is that going for you? Now, I know we've only have a, you know, a sample size of one day of events so far, but how did that feel for you to be watching? Because usually you're watching, but you're there as an athlete as well at the Paralympic Games. So what is it like for you, this transition period right now? I am watching so much more than I've ever watched before. Yeah. You're used to seeing the medal tally doesn't really exist. They try and keep that out of the psyche of, of the guys on the team. Your okay. medal tally is a photo with the gold underneath it of somebody and you go by and a wall fills up of medal of medal uh, medalists and finalists they put a result there they put the face there they put the res- uh, the, the gold medal symbol and you kind of go by and you see it but now from a distance mm. I like, and when you see, say if I was in the village and I saw Ben or Rowan, I would walk by and give him a high five and yeah. go, good job. Now I'm feeling it a heap more. Yeah, it, okay. It's like a, when, you're, when you're from a distance, it's, it's a fan experience rather than a co-worker, uh, you know, the guy that sleeps next door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and it is really, really different. It is. It is, and it is way more emotional mm. uh, because also you're containing everything in yeah. that spot when you're in the games. So you're kind of just in games mode. You're worried about you. You're worried about your performance. Uh, where now I'm just looking at these guys and I'm seeing them just do incredible stuff, and I love it. Mm. It's, it's. I think that's the that's the thing, right? It's you have the time and the ability now to be more emotionally invested in other people's events and other people's achievements because you just have the space. And and I'm very invested. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and you can't family. You just happen to, you know, live, breathe, the, everything Paralympics and the Paralympic movement. So that would help too. Best of the rest, Georgie. Uh, I have to start off with the track cycling. So you've made mention of it, Kurt. There were two, the first two gold medals that could possibly be won. Team Australia won them. Paige Greco, Emily Petro- Petrocola. Both of these women, their reactions to what they achieved, and not only gold medals, but world records too. Paige Greco broke the world record in qualifying and then she broke the world record again in the gold medal race and then Emily Petrocola smashed her own world record in qualifying and then lapped her opponent in the gold medal race. But it's the stories behind these two athletes as well. Um, Paige Greco, she only started cycling a few years ago because she had initially set her mind to joining the Paralympic track team. And that didn't work. So she found a different track and now she's a gold medalist in the 3,000 metre individual pursuit C123 classification, which her face just said it all at the end. It was relief, it was exhaustion, but it was jubilation. And she as well, we've been talking about the friendship between a couple of our swimmers, her, Paige and Emily, they call themselves rainbow roommates (laughs) because they tend to room together. And when they do, they have a lot of success. So bloody spread the rainbow, enjoy the rainbow, Australia, because these two women kicked off our Paralympic campaign in the best possible way. Amazing. And that that photo of them hugging as well, beautiful. Uh, My best of the rest, I have to go to Will Martin, the 20-year-old. He was up against uh, Brendan Hall, Mm -hmm. who is going for a three-peat. He's a favourite of yours. You love Brendan. I love Brendan. We Mm -hmm. call him Junior, and I don't know whether how we can call him Junior because he's an elder statesman of the team now. Brendan is really invested in the Paralympic movement. If you do your job right, you make sure that the next kid that that, that comes through behind you 
it, they they pass and 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 they get their moment to mm. to to become a gold medalist, and that happened last night with Will Martin uh, and Alec Tuckfield. He got a bronze as well. To see two Australian flags there and to know that Brendan was fourth place, uh, oh, that was that was again six gold medals, mm. six gold medals, six amazing moments. But even beyond that, there there were so many there were so many other finalist places. How oh, Ellie Cole? I know. I think she. Finished- she finished fourth, fourth, I believe, as well. Meg Lemon in the cycling too. She finished fourth Another as well. Fourth. And yep. we also won silver and three bronze yesterday too on day one <sighs> of competition. Like we need this podcast. Can this podcast be three hours? <laughs> uh, possibly. I mean, I'll make some calls. I don't have too much sway. Kurt, you might have to make some calls. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have no sway. I'm surprised they let me in the building every day. <laughs> we can just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But what we want to give to you, because we we care about you listeners, we care about you here on You Little Ripper, and we thought, who would people love to hear from today? Rowan Crothers, Ben Popham, after just winning their first gold medals of the comp, when they hugged and they started to speak to each other, <laughs> it was it was just beautiful. Um, now we've got him here today. Uh, uh, Rowan, Ben, welcome to You Little Ripper. And, and on your result, first of all, You Little Ripper! Oh, uh, <laughs> we are going insane so in the studio here for you guys. Uh, firstly, Ben... How are you feeling? Yeah, it's pretty incredible, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, I think that's been my sole focus for the last two years. I think most sports psychs would say that I was too focused on it. Um, so it meant a lot to me to, to pull it off. And I think for me, it was just, it was so emotional. Like I, couldn't, I couldn't hold back tears and I don't cry often. So, yeah, it was super special. Rowan, Look, we're going to go back to your race, but what did you say to Ben when you went and saw him there after that gold medal moment? He was a rookie on the Aussie team back in 2018. We've been rooming ever since then and these two as a way. And to just see his progression, not just as an athlete, but as a person, is just absolutely incredible. We mentioned, or we just heard from Ben there talking about how emotional he was at the end of his race. But uh, Rowan, you were also pretty, pretty emotional. There was a lot of emotions happening for you as you just sat on those pool lane ropes and were just like, yes, I'm here. I'm the best in the world. Talk us through that feeling. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at me. I'm here. I'm falling off. Oh, no. (laughs) Look, in the moment, like your body just takes over and I don't really have great balance hence falling off from the side but I mean that was just such that's such an amazing moment and like you got to get up and claim it you know like um not going to be embarrassed because now I can say I'm a Paralympic champion and that's it's just amazing to be able to say that and I think I'm still dreaming about it honestly like I'm just so proud well, the good thing is I'm just checking in with Kurt, but because you're a Paralympic champion now, you can actually do whatever you want. Anything. Anything now. Yep. So whatever you want to do goes. So that's really great. So you've got gold, but you've also got that power. So enjoy that. But, uh, Ben, I want to know what it was like in the last 10 metres for you. Talk me through that feeling where the lungs are bursting you're not sure if you can go on, but somehow you're still fighting, fighting, fighting to get to the wall. Yeah, look, I think um, it's part of the Australian character, to be honest, to to fight. And so um, I'm used to that feeling. And, and usually my race plan is to come home hard. 
um, and try and chase them down. Uh, the difference being in 2019 Worlds, when I um, didn't quite get there, I didn't get him in time. And so um, it was maybe playing in the back of my mind before the race, but once I turned for home and again in that last 10 metres, I was, I was pretty confident. Um, we've been put in that environment enough in, in training over the past like 18 months, 24 months, um, that I, I just really did back myself. Um, and yeah, look, it, it wasn't really... Um, wasn't really a tough 10 meters to take because you're in apparently a Paralympic final, right? It was probably, it was hard and, and the lungs were busking, but in terms of, you know, like mental fortitude, it was pretty easy to get on the wall. So um, yeah, it was a cracking race. What's the response for the, from the team? We've had the, we've had the first 24 hours go by six gold medals. We're leading the tally. When you go back to the team last night, what, what's the vibe? What's the response? Yeah, look, uh, it's it's jubilation, right? Everyone is so stoked. But also, I think it's been said uh, quite quite a few times during staging camp, and again, once we've been in here, um, this team is the best team we've ever taken away. Um, everyone's really on form. Everyone is really fighting for podium positions. And so to get off to the start we did, I think it just um, settles everyone, to be honest. I, I think... Um, everyone backs themselves when they're training they've done and, and we're so um, well put together as a team and we're all um, really performing on the world stage and so day one couldn't have got off to a better start and I think that will really reflect in our performances over the next nine nine days. Is it training that you fall back on Rowan when things might not be going well because your 50 meter freestyle right it, you blink and you miss it it's done so mid-race if something's not you've not perfected something or you can feel just a little bit off how do you push through that how do you make up for any kind of errors to ensure that you do finish ahead of everyone else well the thing with the 50 freestyle in particular is you've just got to get everything right and it's all about process and that's why everything that I do back at home with my like with my team of coaches is just all about making sure the process is is correct and all of that is perfect. It's why I I even said in my post interviews like world records times. Frankly, I don't really care that much. I'm there to do the perfect race and to do the race to the absolute best of what my body can do, and that's the focus because we spend so much time and put so much effort back home in training into doing the perfect race instead of just swimming the perfect time, it makes it a lot easier to just get up and do it in the day because it's all we've been practicing. Look, you, you did say that right now, it, uh, you know, that celebration and sitting on the rope, like, uh, you could do it because you're a Paralympic champion. What exactly does that mean to you to be a part of the Paralympic community or to be that, you know, there's there's photos of that moment now that I'm seeing everywhere back home that, you know, you, you, you just, you right now for this moment, you are what it is to be a Paral an Australian Paralympian. How much does that mean to you? Honestly, it, it means so much. I, I'm speaker still thinking about it. Like, Having started as a little kid back in 2008, 2009 on my journey towards being an elite athlete into being a Paralympic athlete, seeing Paralympic champions back then, some as like, you know, Peter Leake, Matt Cowdery, Ellie Cole, and so on, seeing them achieve their amazing results and be Paralympic champions back then, that really inspired me to start my journey and to now be able to call myself a Paralympic champion. It's amazing for me and I'm I'm so thankful and it's such an absolutely incredible opportunity. But also I hope that I, I can have that same effect on 
other kids that are coming through now and maybe like there's a few kids back home in Brizzy with CP that are going to start training and targeting 2032 and racing at those games. I think that that's the thing that's really so much more special to me is now that I'm a Paralympic champion, hopefully I've had this massive impact on the lives of these kids with disabilities. Oh, you have. And now I've got goosebumps on every single limb. <laughs> like I just, I've got to shake myself off a little bit because I'm getting emotional with how emotional it makes you. But I've got one final question before we get into our fast five. And Ben, it's a hard hitting one. So prepare yourself. Yeah. What's Rowan like as a roomie? <laughs> yeah, look, I think uh, <laughs> when you go on these long trips and, and this one's been especially tough, obviously uh, you're prone to cabin fever. Um, but... <laughs> I think if there was one bloke that I would like to spend way too long with, it would be Rowan. I think um, we're so in sync. Like he's um, he's perfect for for calming you down and and just backing you up. I think whenever you have those little doubts or those bad training sessions, he's there. And whenever you have the good training sessions and the good times, he's he's even more there. I think um, he's incredible. I think. Even through lockdown uh, 2020 and 2021, um, you know, we were always texting back and forth and just checking in on each other. And I think those lifelines is what you what keeps you at the top end of the sport. And so for me, he's invaluable. Like, I just love him a bit. And, yeah, just, just really happy it's worked out how, how it has. I, I want to be your two best friends as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, as long as he doesn't, like, require help shaving down. That, that's the... <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm I'm sure it takes me an hour to do my head, and I still get so many cuts and everything. And I'm always like, hey, Benny, check this out. And I've got these giant bloody gashes everywhere. So it's too fun. I'm picturing uh, that moment from The Hangover where Alan's there, but we're the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Kurt has joined the you two remarkable roomies. Don't pretend you'd be there, right? Oh, that's true. We're the four best friends that anyone could have. Um, guys, let's do this. We're going to get into Fast Five. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Rowan, what do you wish you had in the village but you can't get? Oh, uh, PlayStation. Well, surely we can get the, 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 the Paralympic champion of PlayStation. Well, I'm sure we can. We don't have TVs in our rooms. Like, Benny, oh. this this kid's a legend. He brought his PS5 with him, and we can't even play it. <laughs> Funnily enough, like, we were at a training camp in Cairns before coming here, and he brought his PS5, and I spent so much time playing it. I said, oh, bloody hell, now i got to get one. So I had to fork up the money and buy myself a PS5, and that's waiting for me back home now. Um, so like, yeah, he's my best mate, but he made me drop 700 bucks. So I don't know how I feel about that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's still like, we don't have TVs in our rooms, but like, we're still like, we'll be sitting on our phones, just scrolling through Instagram and getting our dopamine hits for the day. (laughs) Uh, Or yeah, just hanging out and just chatting and having mad banter. Great fun. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of love for you both on Instagram. Don't worry yeah, about I'm gonna, that. I'm going to take a wager that the dopamine hit's going to go tenfold, increasing, <laughs> increasing there. Um, ben, any superstitions? I don't like to be a superstitious person because I, I always think of Rafa Nadal and how crazy his routine is, and if something goes wrong, um, then he's then he's all over the shop. But to be honest, I do love a bit of a Michael Phelps clap. Um, 
you know, like just before, while you're on the blocks, um, just two claps, one behind the back and one in front just to really settle you. I think that's the only thing that you can say is slightly superstitious. But um, other than sock on, shoe on, sock on, shoe on, I think that's as far as it gets to me. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for that clap as well when you're up against, when you're heading to the blocks for the next couple of events. Uh, Rowan, what is your all-time favourite Paralympic moment? I know, I know you said fast five, but I think besides last night from myself, a big one would have to be watching Peter Leake win his 200 IM because um, that, that was the race that got me started on this whole journey. Um, and coming through, watching the women's 4x100 relay back in London, that was just an absolutely amazing race as well. Um, but honestly, besides all the racing, as far as being a part of the team goes, it's just that camaraderie and that mateship that I have, not just with Ben here, but with the other like 30, 30 odd people that are on the sim team as well. Like they're not, we're not just a team, we're a family. And that may be our motto or the thing that we say and throw around here and there, but really like these guys are my best mates and like I'd go to the ends of the world for them. Um, they're just such absolutely amazing people and to have the opportunity to to meet them and to train hard with them and to laugh and cry and celebrate and everything with them. I think that's the thing that I'll be taking away as my favorite memory from everything in the Paralympics, even long after I retire. You're going to make Kurt cry, guys. It's You've got so the brief. Good. Well done. Well it's done. So You've got the brief. Uh, question number three of fa- oh, four, sorry, of Fast Five. Ben, who's your favorite teammate? Yeah, it's a bit obvious now, but uh, Ron, for sure. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I love the uh, I love the whole team, right? Obviously, um, the everyone that I can get information from, I'm I'm like a sponge on these teams. Like, I think coming into 2018, I was so new, and I still have so much learn, uh, so much more to learn. I think anyone that can give me valuable information, I'll latch onto and um, you know really see what they've got to give me. Um, so, you know, you can name like a million. So Rowan, Ellie, Brendan, uh, Cole Pierce is a good mate of mine. Like anyone who's gone and done it, uh, I'll love to be it. And just, I just love to pick their brains. So, yeah. Firstly, Rowan, if you weren't a swimmer, what event would you be in? Uh, esports, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I am a massive sucker for my video games. Um, I actually used to grind really hard. There's two different games called Counter-Strike and Valorant. And I got to like really high level competitive teams and to the point where I was actually starting to make a little bit of money from it. And it was great fun, but my heart's with swimming and I I had to give them away just because the time commitment in swimming is massive. And the time commitment in esports, believe it or not, it's also massive. And those, those guys like... It's video games, and to the uninitiated, you think, oh, like, you know, how great would it be to just sit there and, like, pew pew all day long? But they (laughs) are hard workers, and they put so much effort into making sure all of their muscle memory is perfect, and they're so, like, their tactical depth is just out of this world, and their teamwork, it's just, they are absolutely amazing athletes, honestly. And, yeah, if I wasn't swimming, I'd be gaming. Legend. Ben, if you weren't a swimmer, what would you be? Uh, obviously, it's not an Olympic sport, but I do love my footy. Um, I was playing it until I was 11, or trying to, I should say. Um, and obviously, I didn't quite make the grade. Um, but footy for me uh, would be a massive thing. And in terms of Olympic or Paralympic sport, I would love to go for a pole vault. 
I think it's crazy <laughs> that I'd go that far in the air. I think I'd lose it. Uh, you know, I think I'd be a bit scared once I get to the top. But um, obviously, watching those guys train and going on those runs is crazy. So I think Olympic or Paralympic sport, pole vault for sure. You know what? I've always wanted to do pole vault. <laughs> now, how good like, is it? It is. Oh, it's good to watch. It's, I've got this image of Usain Bolt pushing me as fast as I possibly can and me like a jousting stick out forwards and then I dig it into the ground and I fly. <laughs> I'm sure hey, you would you go do. high as well. You'd be like six metres easy, it. <laughs> I'd be a cannonball. I'd be six metres high and 300 hey, metres no long. No stadium could contain you, Kurt <laughs> hey, hey, both of you, I love what you did. I love who you are. The way you speak about the Paralympic family, um, I'm just so happy for you. And good luck, good luck, good luck in the rest of your events. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, Kurt, I don't know about you, but that was such a special moment talking to to, to those two guys. How, like, how do we do better than that? How do you not fall in love with this team? Oh. And I keep on, like, part of me, I, I get really into it, but my hope is just the, the community. I want them to really love this team as much as I love this team. Like, listen, listen to these guys. You can tell how humble they are, how genuine they are, how kind they are to each other. I, I, again, I do. Sometimes I, I, I look, listen back, and I'm like, "Why, why are you doing this?" But it's just this real desire to kind of see this team of who they are, and and I hope, I hope, I hope that you get to really love this team like I do. Oh, never tamp down. Never tamp down <laughs> that enthusiasm, Kurt. I don't Ooh. want it. I don't want it. Don't you bring that here. I want enthusiasm always at Kurt Fernley levels. And for Rowan and Ben, thanks for, you know, making the time to talk to us amazing. after you just so happened to win two gold medals. <laughs> like, I love that they made the time for us. So that is amazing. What we're looking forward to today, Kurt, what are your eyes on? Oh, my eyes are on the opening uh, game for the Rollers, the men's wheelchair basketball team. They are kicking off against Iran and there's a really good vibe. All the conversations about the rollers are that they are intent and intense and ready to go. Question without notice, and I'm not sure about this, the relationship between the Olympic team and the Paralympic team, would the rollers be taking any kind of inspiration from the boomers or they've got their own their own stuff? There are some teams that actually do interact quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I know the Dolphins, the, the swimming team, yes. they go back and forth. Athletics, we do a bit together. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not sure about the, the, the wheelchair basketball yeah. teams. I think their programs are quite separate, but they would come together on occasion. Yeah, the Rollers. Make sure you're watching them. I'm going to be looking out for the table tennis. It's got a couple of our favourites there, Danny DeToro and also Millie Tapper. But there's Lee Lei, Lin Ma, Kwan Young as well is also going to be in action today. And these women are incredible. They are. To get four wins uh, and... Look, the, the table tennis team are so great. I love hearing stories from Denny about them teaching each other Australian slang and Mandarin, <laughs> and and they've got some real characters in there. And it's eleven Australian Paralympians, the biggest team table tennis team that we've ever taken away. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. We've got more finals in the pool. The men's uh, the, the the men's wheelchair basketball, the women's wheelchair basketball, the rugby's back on. 
God, I'm going to be chasing my tail for the next 12 hours. Oh, God. If we go missing, everyone, if you don't hear from Kurt or I for a while, we're okay. We're just in a room with like 14 different screens up trying to contain our emotions, number one, and also just keep up to date with everything that's happening because it's an absolute feast. Make sure you're supporting this team and check out all of these events and results that we will be getting on day two of the Paralympic Action Thank you so much for listening to us today. If you like what you've heard, as per usual here on You Little Ripper, leave us a lovely review. Tell all your friends about it. And remember to also, if you know people who do need the Auslan translation or if they would benefit from the transcripts, make sure that you are leading them there too because we want as many people as possible enjoying this podcast because we have a bloody fun time bringing it to you. So uh, I've been Georgie Tunney. I've still been Kurt Fernley. And this has been... See you tomorrow, guys. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.